This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It's Saturday night. You know what that means. Another brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee with my co-host Paul Zartman. Before we get too deep into the podcast, we should warn everybody that we do have some severe weather around our area. So if we happen to lose connection, lose power, anything like that, we'll try to get back on as soon as possible. If, if, if we can, that is. If we lose power, it might be a little difficult. But hopefully Mother Nature will bear with us for the next hour or so and we can get through this episode. And uh, so far, looking at the radar, that seems to be the case. Maybe a little bit more rain, but not really seeing any lightning or anything on the radar. But you never know. You never know. You got to love uh, summertime weather in the Midwest. So, <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, but I will say it feels great to be recording back on a normal time slot for the first time in a long time. It might be a different night. It might be Saturday night. Saturday night, Dynamite instead of Wednesday. But next week, good news, we'll be back on our normal recording night of Wednesdays at our normal recording time about 10 after 10 o'clock Eastern time. So really pumped about that. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It almost feels normal because you could base what time it was off of the matches. Like, you know, the women's match normally happens between 9 and 9.30. So that came on. And last week I was like, oh, it's a quarter till or a quarter after 9. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, it's a quarter after 11. <laughs> yeah, I um, this was a nice change of pace tonight, having it back at the uh, 8 o'clock time slot because those uh, 10 o'clock shows I'd be half asleep by 11 o'clock and I'm like oh I gotta pay attention so I can talk about it on the post show yeah um, I mean you know 10 o'clock I like this time slot it works well we're both still pumped Uh, we're both still awake and the show's fresh in our minds absolutely so uh, um, and and we we should note that uh, live crowd tonight at Daly's Place live crowd going forward uh, next week's episode from Daily's Place will be the last one for, well, I got a note on that in a little bit towards the end of the show, but it'll be the last one for the time being. Um, they've recorded a majority of the Dynamites since the pandemic started from March 18th, 2020 until next weekend, Daily's Place, with a few shows being recorded in Atlanta when everything was kind of first starting and states were closing down but uh so daily daily's place is definitely the um it's the home of AEW. it's the headquarters it's uh has a special place in the heart of uh, many within the company and, and the fans and the fans have done a great job supporting it 
since it's been there, but I think everybody's ready for it to get back on the road on July 7th with uh, Road Rager down in Miami. Yeah, you know, even the uh, commentary team kind of mentioned it tonight. You know, it's been 14 months in Daly's place. It is the home. They're not saying it's a bad place to be, but they're ready to be on the road. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's time, but uh, looking forward to next week's show to cap off the time at Daly's place. But before that, let's recap tonight's show. Uh, started off uh, with a match between Powerhouse Hobbs and Hangman Adam Page. But before that, we got a look outside of Daly's place where Alex Marvez was talking with Sammy Guevara about his upcoming match next week against MJF. That'll main event next week's show. But hiding around the corner was Sean Spears, who cracked Sammy with a chair. He said, told you I'd get you. He laughs and tells Sammy that was courtesy of MJF, and he heads off. Yeah, they're finally really starting to take off with this feud between Inner Circle and Pinnacle. Um, definitely more of a build to the kind of quote-unquote singles matches that everybody's going to have uh, versus the group matches that they've already had. And I like that. They're doing that. I wish they would have done that at the beginning. Right, of the feud. agreed. Kind of branch off the singles feuds, get them all heated, and then have the uh, blood and guts and stadium stampede matches follow. But is what it is. Can't go back in time and do that. Um, and maybe they realize they should have went in that direction. That's why we're getting the single feuds now. But yeah, it's all there's all those feuds. I mean, I'm kind of over the Wardlow uh, Hager feud because we've seen it a couple times now. But the uh, FTR proud and powerful. I mean, that got heated up tonight, as we'll talk about. Of course, there's unfinished business between Jericho and MJF. Now MJF and Sammy, and unfinished business between Spears and Sammy. So a lot of different directions they can go to to keep this going for a little bit longer. And uh, if you think back, uh, if you follow Sammy's vlog, Sammy started destroying MJF figures before Pinnacle was a thing. So this is yep. definitely going to be interesting. Yep. Yep. And, oh, look, looky there, Paul. See, I already lost connection <laughs> to my camera. Yes. So, uh, that's great. Everybody gets to see my pretty mug uh, until your camera gets back on. <laughs> well, that's great because I got to try to get this thing back on here and and read the notes at the same time. So, uh, but well, here I'll I'll get into the notes of the first match and then you can uh, just share your thoughts. Maybe maybe I can get this thing working again. But uh, the opening match tonight was Powerhouse Hobbs versus uh, Hangman Adam Page. Taz was on commentary, of course, for the opening match, like he always is when a member of his team Taz is in the ring. Uh, good match, fun match. I'm always invested in uh, Hangman Adam Page matches, and, and I think Powerhouse Hobbs is doing a great job. And, you know, I saw somebody tweet earlier tonight they would like to see the uh, TNT title on him in 2022. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Yeah, I could uh, definitely get behind that as well. Be something different that we haven't seen yet. Um, back and forth match here, a lot of big physical spots um we saw hangman land a big lariat at one one point for a two count um and then but from the back uh hook and ricky starks come out with the ftw title which i'm like i'm thinking to myself why does ricky have that title right um and then hobbs is asking for the title brian cage comes out takes the title away from ricky and he chases ricky to the back uh hobbs hits a huge spine buster thing of beauty it was like i was like holy crap uh that only got two count then hangman uh hit a rolling elbow and then he ate one back from Hobbs. Hainman missed the running splash. Then he took a, or Hainman missed the running splash and took a German suplex. But then he landed dead eye for the one, two, three. Yeah, it was uh, definitely a good back and forth match. I uh, 
am still a little confused. Early on, we saw uh, Hangman go for some type of um, hammer throw or something, and it seems that he lost grip on Hobbs and fell backwards. And that's when I noticed shortly after that the red on the top of his head. So I'm thinking he lost grip legitimately and fell backwards and busted his head open. Yeah, he did. He got busted up the hard way. Um, yeah, his yeah. hair was red. Um, he got busted open a few weeks ago, too, on the on the forehead. So uh, Hangman's getting some color lately, and I don't think it's been yeah. planned. No, no, it definitely has not been planned and uh, seems to make him a little frustrated when he gets busted open the hard way. So we're getting closer and closer to Brian Cage turning face, baby face. I think that's... We, yeah, I mean, that's we've got to be... But, of course, Ricky Starks, I don't know how much longer he's going to be out of in-ring action with his neck. Um, are we ever going to see Hook get in the ring one of these days? I mean, I'm sure he's going through training, but I'd like to see what the kid can do. Yeah, there's been talk about this. I think you and I have talked about it in the past. And, I mean, he needs to get into the ring. He jumps in, distracts everybody, and then gets right back out. It's like he's not even ready to take just a normal bump. And I know Hobbs is racking up losses a lot lately, but he's looking strong in those losses, so I don't think they're doing any harm to him at all. Yeah, I mean, they're not um, squash match losses, which is always a good thing. We've seen a lot of that where you get these big guys, they come in, they look dominant, they get some wins under their belts, and then all of a sudden they're in squash matches losing every single week. And luckily we haven't seen that here. Right, and then as for Hangman, I mean, uh, for those of you that watch PTE every week, uh, he kind of had a vision this week that he won the world title or was going for the world title. So I still think that's the direction they're going. But the end of the show tonight kind of threw me for a curveball. So maybe maybe they got something else planned first. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. There's yep. still a long time between now and September. That's true. That's true, I think. But I think I wouldn't even be surprised starting with next week, if not next week, definitely July 7th. I think we're going to see some big surprises, returns, all kinds of things from AEW this summer. I think I think Tony's got some uh, some um, surprises up his sleeve for sure. Yeah, I think there's still some new talent that will be coming in that we haven't seen yet. So I'm interested to see what happens. We then get a hype video for a tonight's main event between the AEW World Champion Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy. We then see backstage Brandon Color and the Young Bucks are hanging out. Um, I really enjoyed this backstage segment. It's one of my favorite things the Bucks have done in a while. Uh, Matt brings up fans calling them overrated despite being the longest reigning tag champions in AEW. Um, Cutler tries to fill in the details about their title run, but Nick keeps telling them to shut up. They mention next week's match against Eddie Kingston and Penta and that if Eddie and Penta win they get an eventual title shot Matt says they are just a random team put together and there's no way they win Matt says they are extremely or their EVPs extremely violent people and don't plan on losing he also mentioned uh, every guy on the list that they've taken out SCU um, Ray Phoenix Mox now Pack. so um, I enjoyed that segment. They even Brandon got a line in, which the Unbox were going to tell him to shut up. Then they're like, yeah, that's a pretty good line. So I, I, I thought that was good, good, good heel heat back there. Yeah, of course, you know, I got to say the, the hype video for the main event kind of gave me cold chills when all of a sudden they showed Mr. Brody Lee. It was just like, ooh, wasn't expecting that of all things. But 
I was interested to see because this makes them twice on uh, Saturday nights where a title's been defended and they're 50-50 for title defenses on Saturday night now. Yep, that's why they wanted to bring up the Brody thing. I mean, still giving tribute to Brody and, and just saying, look what happened last night La- or last time Dynamite was on Saturday, which was back in August of 2020. Yep. yep. We then get an in-ring segment with Tony Schiavone. He's in the ring with uh, Tully Blanchard and then introduces Conan to the ring. Tully says the last time he saw Conan, Tully Blanchard says the last time he saw Conan, he wanted to interfere in the match, but due to Conan's legendary status, he can go first. Conan says he's not intimidated by Tully's mind games. Santana and Ortiz won't be scared either. Conan says FTR tried to say they came up the same as Santana and Ortiz, but they're not nearly the same. He brings up games, trying to find food and avoid avoiding getting profiled by cops, things like that. Uh, two teams aren't the same. Conan speaking some Spanish and says totally better learn some Spanish so he can communicate with his grandkids. He's referring to uh, Tessa Blanchard, who's mar- married to Dega. So I thought that was kind of kind of neat. I mean that that makes the smart fans all kind of kind of pop a little bit. I like when they do things yep. like that. Uh, totally says Santana and Ortiz are going to be dropped when they come face to face with FDR. Conan doesn't see that happening. Hopes that Walmart is still looking for greeters when Tully needs to find a new line of work. Thought that was a pretty good line. I mean, we we were talking about Conan. Yeah, he maybe not aging the best. He's looking old, but he's still fire on the mic, man. He's still pretty yeah. smooth. He is. Uh, he was a little shaky there uh, towards the end of that. I wasn't sure if he was just getting that hype to be in the ring to have people actually respond to something he said, or if that was just the age showing. Uh, Conan then just says his guys are in the back and he's always one step ahead. So then two masked men come out. I mean, we think it's Santana and Ortiz, but Tully tells Conan to look at the big screen, says, uh, and, and say something now, FTR unmask and attack Conan after we see that proud and powerful have been laid out in the back by FTR. They then hit a spike pile driver on Conan. What do you say now? What do you have to say now? Tony yells then after totally totally yells after that. Uh, FTR mocks Conan with Santana or teases hand signals. So they're really building towards this match. I want to see Conan in Proud and Powerful's corner when this match occurs. Yeah, I think that'd definitely be a nice little touch. Uh, not have inner circle, but take it back even further with those two back to their LAX days and have Conan present. I think it'd be a really nice touch. Yep, I'm really looking forward to this match. And I was uh, speaking on our Twitter account to a to a follower of ours. We were talking about the uh, FTR Proud Powerful feud, and and I pretty much mentioned how I think Proud Powerful need to go over because in their last big tag match, main event style match, they lost the parking lot brawl to the best friends. So I think it's time yeah. they get one here. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, we haven't really seen too much from Pride and Powerful in the tag team division since joining Inner Circle, and they've got that big loss against the best friends at a time when the best friends were just filling in because a pandemic had started, and you know we really didn't have anything for them company wise. And even they said, you know, we, we were just doing little stuff on dark and never expected to get called the dynamite but it happened that way and so we tried to do our best speaking of the best friends that was uh announced today on his social media that trent uh, had neck fusion surgery so i'm guessing he's gonna be out for a while so yeah i didn't see that coming him. no that's and that's a lot of things with aw we don't even know guys are hurt until they post things themselves so 
Right. And that's nice. You know, they don't announce it on dynamite. They let the wrestler themselves say, Hey, I'm out Bear with me. I'll be back. Yeah. And, and this one wasn't picked up by any of the dirt sheets or the journalists or anything from what I had seen. Maybe I missed it, but it's kind of like when he had his Toro torn, torn peck last year, he just kind of announced on his own. So yeah. Hopefully a quick recovery for Trent because the best friends are not the same when he's not there. No, they are not. Even with Statlander among their rankings, they, they need Trent. Right. Next up was a match that was announced this week for Dynamite. Matt Seidel versus uh, Dante Martin of, uh, of uh, Top Flight. Um, but before the match gets going, Victor Viggy Guerrero yells, excuse me, I know that's your favorite thing, Paul. When she does that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. She then in- introduces Andrade El Idolo. Um, he makes his way out. Guerrero says they have a big announcement tonight about Matt Seidel's music hits, and he comes out along with his brother Mike Seidel. Uh, they give each other a look as Vicky holds Andrade back. Matt heads to the ring, and Andrade and Vicky go to the back. Um, and later in the night, JR kind of mentioned when they were talking about the upcoming tag match between Vicky with Vicky and Nyla versus Rebel and Brett Baker, how he thinks some dirty things could happen or something. I think he kind of gave away a surprise there. Maybe, but I think if we see anything dirty, it'll probably be, you know, Britt Baker, even though they're kind of pushing her as a face right now in a sense. I mean, I think they're really pushing her in that Austin 316 style role. Not a good guy, not a bad guy. Yeah. Um, but they keep saying, you know, a big announcement, surprise. So maybe uh, Tia Trinidad. Mm, maybe, maybe. Or maybe it'll be uh, the third member of their entourage if you watch BTE. <laughs> no, I don't think it's the other one. <laughs> that you don't think they're going to bring him on to Dynamite? Oh, I'll get booed out of the arena. Um, yeah, oh, I, I just mean for that. next week. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens there. It better be something big because if you're gonna tease something like that 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 tonight, then then not even uh, really hint at it too much. Um, we'll yeah. see what happens. But I was looking forward to this match between these two high flyers as a different style than we get. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of high flyers in AEW. Don't get me wrong, but not too often we get a one on one match between them on Dynamite. Um, a lot of back and forth. Um, who did you think was going to win this match? Uh, sadly, I figured it'd go to Seidel because uh, yeah. I looked at his record, and it's a pretty good record. And Dante, he's I a, think he's been a workhorse for the company since he yeah. since he debuted last year. And I think they're just trying to keep Dante fresh in people's minds, so that when Top Flight truly reforms, they don't forget about him and go, "Wait, who are these guys?" I think he's been he's been awesome on dark and dark elevation. I mean, he's the youngest worker in the company. Twenty uh, years old. I mean, he's he's four years younger than his brother, who's only twenty four. So, yeah. but yeah, that that team had so much momentum going for them until Darius got hurt. So hopefully he'll be coming back soon because I want to see them in some tag tag action. But towards the end of the match, we we're getting the this is awesome chant from the crowd. Both wrestlers go to the top rope. Matt Seidel knocks uh, Dante Martin down. Seidel then hits a, uh, a Meteora on uh, Martin for a two count. Martin hit with a big leap for a sunset flip into a pin for a two count. Martin then hits a flipping stunner. It was a beautiful move for another pin, but another two count. 
Martin goes up the top rope, leaps, leaps off it, lands on the mat, tweaking his knee, which is his bad knee commentary was, was mentioning. Matt Seidel then hits a big kick to the head and his lightning spiral for the three count. Good win for Matt Seidel. Yeah, it was definitely a very solid uh, match. I mean, much better than I anticipated. I knew it wasn't going to be a squash match, mm-hmm. but I mean, Dante's 20. Seidel has 20 years of experience. Yep. I wondered if age would play a factor in this, but I just, I didn't see Seidel losing for the sole fact of they're, it's, they're trying to give him some type of push. I don't know for what, but it's a push. Well, and, and yes, and I agree. I agree with that, but I, I kind of thought Dante might win just because of what you just said. Seidel's the 20 year vet. He might give the rub to the younger guy, but um Dante Martin has got a very bright future in the company. So yeah, and this match made him about look, getting the losses. Right, it made Dante look strong in this match. So you got to right. give Seidel that he made him look strong. Didn't come out squash him, and we'll see what Dante's got in the future. Again, he's only twenty. Right. We didn't see backstage. Jungle Boy's talking about his uh, title match tonight and says it's going to be the biggest night of his career. Or actually, he mentions the biggest night of his life. Christian Cajun shows up and tells him that. It is indeed the biggest night of his life. Jungle Boy asked Christian how he's doing with Team Taz. Christian said he's fine, and tonight is Jungle Boy's night. He then tells Jungle Boy that he shouldn't be nervous tonight. He should be angry. He should be mad at what Kenny Omega has said and done. Christian tells Jungle Boy he shocked the world when he won the Casino Battle Royale. It's time to do it again tonight. Hardy Family Office, not Team Taz. Oh, I read that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, Thank you. he came right out of Team Taz straight into the Hardy yeah, family office. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, there's all kind of intertwines in my head. So. Yeah, there there wasn't really uh, a clear end to the Team Taz feud. It just switched from You're one right. week to the next. So, You're right. I mean, and who knows? He could finish this thing with Hardy and go right back to Team Taz. It Anything's possible. It wouldn't so, surprise me one bit. We yeah. then see uh, Mark Sterling hyping up the uh, hashtag Jade brand. And he's talking about tonight's uh, shop AW sale. He mentions buying a Dark Order t-shirt, which Jade Cargill snaps away and rips in half. Uh, Mark uh, Sterling is mentioning how they already sold out of a ton of, of cargo shirts, including most extra, extra large, which is not surprising considering the fans. Uh, Jade said she's undefeated and is still that bitch while she tore the, Dark Order shirt and a half, which Evil Uno was not happy about on Twitter. Um, and in the code you can use, you get 10% off uh, Jade's shirts is uh, that B on shopaw.com if you want to go get yourself one of those. Yep, go buy a Jade Cargill shirt and uh, buy a Dark Order shirt while you're at it. Sure, plenty to choose from. <laughs> yeah. Plenty of good stuff on there, including a pre-sale that's, I think, going go pre-order only going on for like four more days for the Replica AEW title belt. Uh, hefty price on there, but if you're a serious collector and like this yeah. thing, it's, it's, a, it's a beauty. So That it is, and that's kind of what they said on commentary tonight is, you know, this belt is for the true collector. So yeah. I think there's got to be uh, something special about it for that price. Oh, they'll they'll sell out of all those they got, I'm sure. Um, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So not too worried about that. Uh, backstage, we see Marvez talking with MJF, Sean Spears, and Wardlow. MJF says nobody wants to hear Marvez and starts talking himself. MJF says he knows fans are mad about what he did to Jericho and what Spears did to Sammy Guevara earlier today. MJF doesn't get why people 
care what he did to Dean Malenko last week. He called Malenko old and talked some trash about him. Even brings up as Parkinson's. I'm like, man, this guy knows how to get hated. He is the best heel in the business for a reason. The group then gets attacked by uh, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. Jericho launches a trash can into MJF's face. The two groups end up going out to the rain and continue brawling. MJF tries to run away, but Jericho gets him for a moment. Everybody continues the battle until MJF holds uh, Jericho as a warlord, beats him up. Hager and Jericho eventually go down since it's three on two. Spears brings in a chair to the ring. He goes to whack uh, Jericho with it, but Sammy Guevara's music hits, and out comes Sammy. He boots Wardlow, takes down Spears with a bunch of bunch of punches, and then cracks Wardlow with a chair right in the head. He swings at MJF, but he bails out of the ring. He then hits Spears with a chair, and he gets on the mic. Sammy chants her are uh, being chanted by the crowd. I mean, Sammy's so over as a baby face. They've done such a good job in pushing him in this direction. Sammy says on Wednesday, the company finds out what he already knows. They put the wrong guy on the posters and made action figures of the wrong guy on Wednesday. He'll show the world why he's the best and he knows it. Yeah. Um, interesting though, that uh, the last two weeks when Sammy has come out to save, it's been to his own theme music instead of the inner circle theme music. Correct. So yep. there before it was Judas, no matter what. Now all of a sudden it's Sammy's music, which. Or it was the inner circles theme. Right. Which, like Hager comes out too. So, yeah. So a little interesting to see if there's something going on or if, you know, as usual, I'm just reading too deep into this. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I mean, there's there's no secret to how over he is as a babyface to the crowd. I mean, eventually they can't ignore that, and they're gonna have to split him off. So, yep, I think It'll there's happen. a yep, it will. Then we see earlier today, AWTNT champion Miro. Uh, Cutting a promo about before he uh, gets to the match against Brian Pillman Jr. He wants to thank God for making him powerful and his hot wife flexible. Well, I like how he's not only thanking God all the time, but he's always bringing up stuff about his hot wife now, especially since she's been released by the WWE. Uh, Miro says people like Pillman attack him for no reason when he tries to help a woman in need. He says Pillman might be ranked at the top of the tag division, but he's going to have issues with someone like Miro one-on-one. Miro calls himself God's favorite champion. I, I like that. I like that moniker too. And says the bravest thing he has ever done was thinking of attacking Miro and the stupid thing he's ever done is actually doing it. Yeah. Uh, good little promo here from Miro. I mean, who would have thunk that Miro could do this? I mean, well, I think look- that's why so many fans were frustrated with how he debuted and was used in the company for the first five to six months. We always yeah. knew he had more more in the tank, more in him, and finally, now we're getting all this great stuff from him. Yeah, I mean, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, he would never pick up a mic and cut a promo. No. I don't think he was allowed to, but uh, and now look at him. I mean, he's developed great mic skills, and I look forward to what he can do in the future on the mic. Yep, yep. Uh, I can't complain with anything they're having him do right now. That's for sure. We didn't get a match that was announced yesterday on Busted Open Radio that it was going to happen on tonight's Dynamite. Uh, it's all ego Ethan Page along with Scorpio Sky versus Bear Bronson with Bear Boulder. Um, what did you think of this match, Paul? Wasn't all that interested in Me it. Uh, too rushed. I mean, it, it's one of those. It was a good match for who was in it. We knew <laughs> it was very predictable. He knew he was going to win. 
Oh yeah, uh, there was no I doubt. Love, I did love the finish. The Ego's yes. Edge might be my favorite finisher, if not my favorite finisher in the company. It's up there, top five. It is definitely a very powerful move that you've got to have that upper strength to hit. Yeah, that was a beautiful one he hit for sure. For the one, two, three, Ethan Page gets the win over uh, Bear Bronson. Then after the match, uh, Sky gets on the mic for a moment uh, to gloat about Page's win. Page then takes the mic and says he's not stupid. The crowd chants, yes, you are. And he's shaking his head saying, no, I'm not. Uh, Page says he knows for a fact that Darby Allen is not done with him. He says Pennant Allen was not enough for him, and he wants to be the nail in Allen's coffin. He repeats it three different times. And he says July 7th in Miami, he's challenging Darby to a coffin match. I like it. Now, I'm defending my uh, KOP Predictions championship on July 7th, so I might have to go back and check out these guys' history before I make my prediction on these two because it could go either way at this point. There's a lot of history between them. Um, Before they got to AEW, I mean, Ethan Page literally put a dent in Darby's skull. So I I like that they're not done with this. I like that they're branching this off into a one-on-one feud for a little bit because, yeah, um, both guys are – Got to be future great talents in in AEW. So, I mean, I, I kind of got my pick in my mind already, but I guess it could change by the time we get there. Uh, we'll, we'll be yeah. making the predictions on next Wednesday's episode. Hopefully, we know a Enough. majority of the card by that chance by, by that yeah. time. So. Yeah. Um, now, I got a question. Maybe you caught it. Maybe you didn't. I swear, during the middle of the match, that Jr. called Bronson Brawny. I didn't catch it. Okay. It okay. wouldn't surprise me. JR calls people with the wrong name all the time. Yeah. Love the guy, what he's done for the business, but I don't know. After his contract runs out, I don't know if he's going to be back with the company. We'll right. See. Right. And I'll uh, kind of touch on that again a little bit later on in the podcast. We didn't see AW World's uh, Women's World's Champion, Britt Baker, and Rebel laughing about Vicky Guerrero getting a chance to ask Tony Khan for a favor. And it's a wrestling match because they said, you know, if we had a favor, we'd ask for a new car or a yacht or a football team or a hundred other different things. Britt says she's the face of the new era and she doesn't have time for old woman, women in the ring. Excuse me in advance for beating your ass in our match next Wednesday. Another strong promo from Britt. Expect nothing less. Exactly. And what I found interesting is Rebel's older than you think she is. So yes, she is. The fact that Britt said that and Rebel didn't look at her was kind of interesting. Yeah. But, so. Yeah. That's a good point. We didn't see Vicky Guerrero with Nyla Rose say that there is a tag match, um, that their tag match is going to solidify that Rose is the number one contender for the title. Rose says next week they'll be locked in the ring with, with the best. They need to watch out f- for the claws of the Cougar. Guerrero also noted that Nyla and Britt will face for the AW Women's World title at Fighter Fest. So I didn't catch if that was night one or night two, but it's one of the one of the nights of Fighter Fest down in Texas. Right. And either way, whether it's night one or night two, it's gonna be an interesting match because I'm kinda over Nyla challenging every single champion for the belt, like right off the bat. Um and again there was a comment made that Nyla injured Brit taking her out of action for a long time. But that was the same thing they said about Sheeta. Yeah, I think so. I, I think I think it's just they're ty- trying to put a tie an end um a tie to the end of that end of that storyline really because there's just not a lot of women baby faces that are ready. 
to contend. That's no, the problem. So no. And uh, one of them that I would say was getting very close is out with an injury right now. Who's that? Anna Jay. Yeah. Yeah. So her yeah. in ring ability had improved so much. Again, she was one of those that was getting a lot of momentum built up and then got hit with an injury. Well, it's kind of like Chris Statlander uh, last year, who yep. was in the next match that we're going to talk about. She was out there with Orange Cassie versus the Bunny, who was with the Blade. Um, and maybe Statlander will get back in the picture here soon. I mean, she was out for 10 months, so she's still yeah. getting her momentum back. Uh, this was a good match between the two ladies. Uh, I, it went how I thought it was going to suit with Statlander getting the victory, but the Bunny held her own. Um, and the big point of the match was late in the match. The bunny hit a big German, German suplex. She then landed a thrust kick to the face for a two count. The blade got up on the apron to get the ref's attention. He then slipped uh, the bunny some uh, brass knuckles, but Cassidy, Orange Cassidy took them away and put them in his pants. Uh, he rolled back out of the ring. Then Statlander hit the Big Bang Theory on Bunny for the victory. But post-match, Orange Cassidy's in the ring celebrating with Statlander, but he gets hit by the blade. And Helico and Jack Evans, your boys of um, TH2, TH2, run out the ring and, and help beat up Orange Cassidy. The blade then takes back his brass knuckles and hits Cassidy uh, right in the face. And he goes down. Yeah, it was uh... – I keep forgetting that TH2 is technically part of the Hardy family nope. office. So it's like, okay, so who isn't in the feud against the Hardy family office at this point? You got Christian. Now you've got Orange Cassidy, which means it'll be the best friends, not just Orange Cassidy. So you have Statlander faces the bunny. Uh, Butcher's out right now. So, I mean, that'll be interesting to see how this he all hinted, works out. He hinted on Twitter that he's coming back soon. Well, so, Jr. said he was there tonight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, Dark Order's got some beef with yeah. HFO. So it's kind of like Team, Team Taz. Taz was. It's kind of like Team Taz was a couple of months ago. It's like, come on, just way too much going on. Way yes. too much. Yes, Loses I'm all. I'm all for factions, but you, when they all are going against each other, it it gets confusing. You know, who's the main story between? Right, right. So uh, we then saw earlier in, in the day uh, Tony Schiavone talking with QT Marshall about Brock Anderson getting a victory in his debut. Marshall says it was a touching moment and how Anderson got Wrestler of the Week. Good call, Paul, last week with that, by the way. Um, Marshall beat Cody, and he gets got nothing, but he gets it. Marshall says he's here and Cody isn't, most likely because Hollywood's keeping him busy. He can only hope that Cody lands one of those roles in, a, in some lame superhero mo movie so he'll be away and Marshall can work towards being a champion so building for that strap match on July 7th at um, Road Rager yeah and uh, interesting tidbit Cody has already been in a uh, superhero show before so that might be a hint at something that Cody has coming in the future and we don't even know it yet uh, it could be. The guys is involved with so much. It wouldn't surprise me at this point. But uh, yeah. like I told you in text messages, I'm over this feud. I hope I hope that July 7th is the end of it and Cody can move on to something bigger and better. Because um, his feuds right now just seem like it's like the whole show's right here. And Cody's feuds are like over here. They're not even connected yeah. to the show. They're in their own little world. And I just want them to get back into the main event seeing. I mean – that doesn't mean turning heel and going against his non-compete for right. the AW World Title or anything. I just 
give them a few against Andrade. That'd be awesome. Or yeah, I don't know, just somebody MJF. else. <laughs> MJF again. Um, yeah, somebody, somebody else. Yeah, I mean, you know, Cody Miro done... even Miro even. Oh the yeah. TNT title. I don't want him going for the TNT title. I don't want him doing the American versus non-American thing. I've already been on record saying that a couple of times, but just something a little different, something kind of higher up in the card, in my opinion. Yeah, um, you know, Cody's done several non-title main event matches and feuds leading up to, but it's like the pandemic just squashed all that. Cody can't figure out how to get a main event feud going with the pandemic. Yeah, I think he wants to help out a lot of young talent, push them and everything. And I get that, and that's great, but um, I don't know. I just want want something different. I'm just a little over it. It, it hasn't come across like I thought it would. I love the uh, very start of it when the Nightmare Family or Factory turned on the Nightmare Family. I'm like, oh, this is good stuff. And then it just, just hasn't really sizzled hasn't, out. Hasn't been, it hasn't been my cup of tea, really. So, yep. We then uh, see Brian Pillman Jr. sending a message to Miro, who thinks he is a, or who thinks he has a messiah complex. Pillman thinks uh, Miro just picks fights with people he thinks he can beat. Pillman says he was born on the wrong side of the tracks, and Miro is going to get his ego ch- checked next week. Yeah, I uh, I like Brian Pillman Jr.'s promo. Uh, I really think it'd be a better use of that phrase if it was against all ego, Ethan Page. Uh, But I understand it at the same time with, you know, Miro saying earlier today that he's God's favorite champion. So the ego thing comes into play, but I think it would have done better against all ego, Ethan Page, in my opinion. Right. We then see Eddie Kingston saying all the young bucks care about is their ego. Speaking of ego, yeah. those titles, uh, the titles feed those egos, and the only uh, way to hurt them is to take away their championships. Penta says Matt and Nick talk about all all the people they run over, but next week Kingston himself will run over them. So next week we're getting a big tag match. We're getting the um, Pillman Jr. Miro match for the TNT title. We're getting the uh, tag match with Nyla and Vicky versus uh, Rebel and Britt Baker. Thoughts and predictions on those three matches? Miro. <laughs> yep. The yep. Young Bucks. Uh, yep. I'm going to say yep, but I, I'm kind of on the fence on that one. And Well, it's another one of those you beat us or you don't get to title or challenge for the titles matches. And we've seen how those go every time right. so far. Right. Um, I don't know. I think Nyla and Vicky all because of Nyla. Now, if this was um, anybody else, Chris Statlander and Vicky or Penelope Ford, even in Vicky versus Brit and rebel, I would pull for Brit, but I just think we need to build this feud a little more. And Nyla winning is one way to do that. Well, we know either way, Vicky or rebels eating the pen, Nyla or Brit yeah. not eat the pen. So exactly. And going back to the tag match, Penta and Eddie, I could see them winning just because they need to set the Bucks up for a big match for one of these big dynamites coming up. Yeah, yeah, I could see it unless, you know, they pull the old DX thing on us and it's the Young Bucks versus the Good Brothers and the Good Brothers just go out and lay down for the pin. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I... I thought we'd see maybe the Bucks go out after the Impact Tag Titles by now, but that doesn't seem to be happening. I I don't know. 
I don't um, know when it comes to that partnership still, what, what the heck's going on. It seems to be one-sided, and I don't know who's yeah, I think it's for that. Getting, you know, so it's, it'll be interesting um, if Omega, whenever he does lose the Impact title, if that relationship still is going to continue or if it was just just for this whole storyline of the of the belt collector. Speaking of, doesn't he have a title defense coming up here pretty soon on Impact? Yeah, it's uh, Slammiversary, I think July 15th. I hope I didn't get that date wrong against Sammy Callahan. So, so. that... We'll uh, we'll monitor that and see if he's, he's still got the that. He's got collector. the AAA uh, title defense against Andrade, who's now part of the AW roster. That's at that's at uh, Triple Mania on August fourteenth. So yeah, it's if he loses those titles, then that could kind of give away the result at all out, or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Maybe cool. maybe he holds onto those two and drops AEW. Good. Good. I, I still know. think there's another one over in the uh, western part of the world he wouldn't mind getting his hands on, but yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll have to see. I don't think it happens with the belts he's got right now. Yeah. Speaking of the belt collector Kenny Omega, he uh, defended his title tonight against the Jungle Boy in the main event. Uh, Jungle Boy's family was shown at ringside. Uh, Marco Stunts getting on up on the ink. On the apron for no no reason really other to, than to yell at the well oh, I, I'm getting too far I'm getting too far ahead of my notes. Uh, Marco and Luchasaurus come out to pump up the crowd. Crowd's just popping huge for Jungle Boy. They really did right when Tar- Tarzan Boy hit, which was one of the best things Tony Khan could ever do was buy that music for him. Um, Jungle Boy was looking really emotional tonight. Looked up at the sky a lot before the match started. You could tell he was thinking of his late father Luke Perry. A lot tonight. I mean, like you mentioned, Paul, he's 24. He's in the main event of Dynamite wrestling for the world title, and his dad can't be there. That's that's pretty emotional stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we then see Kenny Omega come out with the Good Brothers in Don Cal's, and Kenny's just draped in gold, all, all oh, four yeah. belts wrapped around him. Wearing all of his belts out there. Like a champion's yeah. supposed to do, Marco, take lessons. <laughs> and Marco Stunt was not did not have the BT title with him tonight. But exactly, uh, fans blew up when Kenny didn't wear his belt, so I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't blow up at Marco. M- more fans watch the uh, Sammy vlog now than BT. So yeah, uh, which which he's on there, of course, as well. Exactly. But, but uh, Marco got up on the a- apron, really, just to yell at the opposing side. He ends up getting thrown out. So Luchasaurus. And the referee, uh, Paul Turner, then decided to throw the Good Brothers out, so it made everything even. Callis heads to commentary for the match. Um, then, then we just had a really good match. I mean, I don't think the result was really ever in question. I think everybody knew Omega was going to retain. And I texted you earlier, Paul. I'm like, we're going to see a lot of close falls, near falls in this match. Weren't as many as I was expecting, but, yeah, lots of near falls. Lots of good moves. We saw a couple of brain busters being hit during this. We, of course, saw Snapdragon suplexes. Um, we saw Snap Mirror holds by Jungle Boy. We saw, of course, V Triggers by Kenny Omega. We got we saw Tiger Drivers, and then ultimately the One Wing Angel, which nobody kicks out of for the exactly, one exactly. Uh, didn't he? Yeah, have we somebody did. We did. We did. 
um, Okada kicked out one time. There we go. See? Yeah. <laughs> the only one to ever do it, but sometimes they say nobody has, so I don't, I don't understand what that's about. But uh, we did see the Good Brothers try to run out, but Jurassic Express and Frankie Kazarian, the elite hunter, stopped them, and they all fought until the back. So, yeah. Towards the end of the match. And then after the match, um, it was interesting post-match. The camera cuts to Jungle Boy's family looking on from ringside. Then Kenny takes the title and he's winding up and he looks like he's got a clock Jungle Boy with him. But Christian Cage runs out and starts throwing fists with Omega. Kenny quickly bails out of the ring. The Hardy family office shows up. That's Mark Quinn, Isaiah Cassidy, and Matt Hardy. And they get after Christian. Matt Hardy drops Christian, then goes for the twist of fate. But Christian goes to counter with the kill switch. But as he turns around, Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, are right there for a double super kick. And then Hardy hits the twist of fate on Christian. And Omega raises up the title as everybody, all the heels in the ring, hold up each other's arms. And then the show comes to a close. Yeah. Um, just as much action post-match as there was during the match, I swear. Yeah. So yeah. one thing I'm interested in, and I want to get your thoughts on this. What's with everybody calling out their moves all of a sudden? Like, in all the years Matt Hardy has been doing the twist of fate, I've never heard him yell twist of fate ahead of time until tonight. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he does his little dance with his arms out all the time, but yeah, I don't, he, I don't know. He did that as a younger Matt Hardy, too, and then got away from it, and now it's back. But, I mean, I get the Bucks yelling out BTE trigger. Sure. But why yell twist of fate? I just I can't wrap my head around it. I don't know. Um, a, little, a little off topic, but st- speaking of Matt Hardy, and if I didn't say this now, I'm going to forget that I'm going to be mad at myself that I didn't mention it once we're off there. But mm-hmm. Matt Hardy did say this week, he, he repeated his what he said in the past that he wants to retire in AEW. But the interesting note is he said he wants to retire doing the Hardy Boys yep. gimmick with his brother Jeff Hardy. But Fightful, yeah. Sean Ross Sapp and Fightful Select did report this week that I think Hardy's under contract until 2023 with the WWE, unless he was to get released before then. But which you never say never with them. But <laughs> I, I have a tough time believing that he would get released just because they know that he would go to AEW and team with his brother. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you say never say never with WWE, but never say never with Jeff Hardy. I mean, look how many times yeah. he's been under contract yeah. before, and then he just gets fired because he does something stupid to violate. You're right. His I, I'm always hoping he does it because he he's battled demons for many years and gets yep. a lot. Of, he's gotten a lot of trouble. Even I don't know as recently as a year and a half, two years ago, he got in trouble again for a DUI. So, so yep. hopefully Definitely. nothing like that happens. Right, he definitely has his demons, and hopefully he can overcome them, um, finish his contract, and then come over and retire with his brother. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fantastic. Um, and Tony Khan mentioned not too long ago on a podcast or an interview or something that one of the things he regrets trying is the broken gimmick in yeah. AEW. Which, mind you. Yeah. That was all set up, and it would have worked perfect if fans were present. But they Absolutely. were not expecting this pandemic, right? So I think they kind of just ran with it, and that's what we got. Yep. Yep. But, a, the uh, big money Matt character is perfect for for him right oh now. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, especially when uh, you see all these guys getting released and signing and so many references to AWCW 2.0. Having a character like Big Money Matt works perfect. Yeah, and they are signing a lot of guys, and then they're but but when the big company's releasing tons of talent, there's good talent available. So you got to sign it. There's there's guys that got released this week. I wouldn't mind when their ninety day compete clause is up to come over to AEW. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I think we will see some guys come over. We're going to see guys starting to pop in gals starting to pop up all over promotions here. And come July, when the first round of releases are are eligible, so it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, earlier at the start of the show, I was mentioning something about Daly's Place. It was reported by Sean Ross Sapp tonight that they're going back to Daly's Place on August 4th for Dynamite. Really? That and, quick? And the, fans were, the, yeah, the fans were freaking out. That's exactly what they're saying. Here's my thought. My thought is they either A, couldn't get a venue booked that they wanted, or B, had a venue booked, something happened, it got backed out, and they're like, well, We'll just run that week at Daly's Place. That's my thought because July 7th down in Miami, 14th and 21st are down in Texas. Um, I get them confused. One's in the Dallas area. One's in Austin, I believe. And then the 28th for a Fight for the Fallen's in Charlotte. Then August 4th was open. August 11th is Pittsburgh, as is August 13th, the first episode of Rampage. Right. So my guess is they had something booked. And it fell apart, so they're just going to dailies that one week. Because I was hoping they'd wait off until at least January to go back to dailies as like a homecoming episode. Yeah, you know, uh, do New Year's party or whatever it was called yeah. this year. New Year's smash, Daly's. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, do that at Daly's place is kind of a hey, we're kicking off the year in yep. Florida again. Yep. Um, but yeah, I could see that because um, this week in the news, there's a new strand a new variant to the COVID, uh, the Delta. And so maybe they did have a venue and they said, well, look, no, we're not ready for this yet. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I mean, I know they're going back on the road and it's going to be full capacity, but just because that, that doesn't mean every state or county or city is ready to take on an event yet. So we might, might have to see them make a pivot a few times. I think I read somewhere too. I thought Milwaukee was going to get a dynamite in August, but I haven't seen that confirmed. Maybe they were August fourth. <laughs> that could be. That could be. So. I, don't, I don't. I don't know. Because um, I, I definitely think they're trying to get to some spots that 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 they didn't get to. Of course, we know they're going to Arthur Ashe in Queens and on September twenty second, and they're going to Newark before that on the fifteenth yep. of September. So we're starting to fill in the dates. Um, and of course, we know they're going to Chicago for All Out, and then St. Louis for Full Gear in November. Um, yeah. So, so we'll see. I'm sure those dates will start filling up. Oh, I'm sure. Once each each week passes, but um, yeah. Got anything else tonight, Paul? Um, no. I gotta say it was a a pretty good uh, episode. Uh, live. Yep. <laughs> That's always a plus when it's live. Yep. And there's fans there, so the Absolutely. fan crowd noise isn't fed in through audio post show. Yeah, and then you watch BT, and then they're like, oh, there's only three rows of actual wrestlers there, so all the rest is just pumped in audio noise. Yep, yep, definitely uh, kind of doesn't stay kayfabe sometimes. No, no, kayfabe is dead. (laughs) Sure it is. (laughs) Um, What is that again? No, I'm kidding. Um, 
no, I think it was a good show. I give it a solid seven this week. Okay. I, I, I enjoyed the show. I'll, I'll go with a 6.5. Okay. Um, I think it's just because I'm ready for everything to get back on Wednesdays. Um, yeah, we co- may be given eight fine. nines I mean, next week. I mean, I was looking for the main event, but I thought it was a very predictable show. Um, yeah. But uh, but still, there was nothing real bad. I, I thought everything was pretty smooth for the live show. I didn't think there was too many botches. There was a couple with commentary like we've hit on, but that's, that's to be expected anymore. Um, right. And there was a weird glitch with Sammy's microphone. <laughs> I mean, this promo, that was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah I don't know what was going on. I think, I think maybe they hit the dump button or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. But um, all in all, good show. Looking forward to the last episode, at least for a few weeks at Daily's Price. Right. Yeah. Um, next week should be a good one. Should be a good card. Who's your wrestler of the night? Uh, boy, I don't know. I got to think about this. Well, I mean, there are many well, well, that you who, could pick who's from. Who's your wrestler of the night? And who do you think AW will give it to for the rest of the week? Ooh, that, oh, man, now you're, now you're making me really think here. Yes, um, I like to do this. I like to put you on the spot. Boy. I could almost say that AEW is going to give it to Jungle Boy, um, or I don't think they've ever gave it to a loser before. No, but I mean, he put on a hell of a I, show. I think I think AEW gives it to Kenny. You think they give it to Kenny? Yeah, for successfully defending finally yeah. by himself. Okay. Yeah. Well, with that being said, I'll go Statlander. Okay. Good victory, clean victory, so to speak. Um. She's looking stronger and stronger each week. I Like I said, I can't wait for her to get into that title picture. That belt will eventually look very good on uh, AEW's favorite alien. Yeah. Yeah. So so you think that's who AEW's wrestler of the week is going to be? Or is that no, your that, pick? Or that's, my pick. that's my pick. That's my pick. Okay. Okay. I okay. think AEW, like you, I think they'll go Kenny. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Kenny was my AEW pick. I'm not going to pick him for my wrestler tonight just because that's just – I, oh, I right. could do that and just be a given. Um, but Statlander is a good pick. I was thinking about that one, but since you picked that, I will go with um, – I'm going to go with Matt Seidel getting a okay. win on Dynamite because I don't know if he's had a singles win on Dynamite before tonight. No, I think his losses all come from Dynamite. So, yeah. I was thinking about going with Hangman. I mean, he's like 16-1 and one or 17-1 on the year now with his lone loss being Brian Cage, but – um, he wins more times than not. So, I mean, of course, yep. look at his record. I just said that. So, yeah. But I'm going to go with Seidel just because we don't see him on Dynamite too often. When we do, it's usually a loss and a decently quick loss. So, yeah. That was uh, okay. nice to get a win. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, I can agree with that. Seidel deserves that. Yep. So, but I uh, look forward to next week's show and our podcast. And we'll look forward to making predictions for the following week, which is Road Rager, July 7th down in Miami, where I tried to bring the KOP predictions title back home where it belongs. Staying with me, buddy. Staying <laughs> with me. I just hope, at least we know two matches right now. I hope we know at least like five. <laughs> yeah. We got to know at least half the card to make this work. Yep. So, yep. I don't know. Five is about what they've been going with overall, it seems. Five or six matches yeah. per show. So maybe we can get four and we'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Four and a lot of surprises and promos and stuff. But yeah. Just give us a decent number, please. That's all we're asking. Yep. So. That's, yeah. But 
before before Paul takes us off the air, I just want to remind everybody yes. that you can like and follow us on all social media. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Kicking Out Pod, and please subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find all these episodes archived on there. That is our video. Uh, home we used to do twitch but i've kind of got away from twitch a little bit i will admit uh, but for all you listeners out there uh, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and if that happens to be apple podcast please uh, give us a rating interview that really helps us out there's a lot of wrestling podcasts out there and a lot of AEW podcasts and a lot of them are great but we are really trying to give you our fan perspective from fans to the fans so um yeah, if you could do all that, that would be great. If you want to follow Paul and I on Twitter and Instagram, my handle's at TannerLee92. Paul's is at PaulZartman921. Um, you can definitely do so. So that is all I got, Paul. I will let you say whatever you want and wrap this baby up till next week. Short, short, uh, short duration. They don't have to wait a whole seven days for us. We'll be back here in five days. Yeah, we will be back here in five days. Uh, indeed, do go give us a like on all social media platforms. Greatly appreciate all of it. Uh, I, if we can get our Facebook followers to a thousand, I've got quite a surprise for Tanner in store that uh, he doesn't know anything about. So I want to do this for him. Strong uh, push, strong push, people. Yes, go get us to a thousand ASAP. Give me the rub, give me the push. Come on. And with that, join us again Wednesday night as we kick out yet another podcast at 10 o'clock or 1010. 10.